Welcome to the Jewelry Navigator Podcast, an on-the-go source for unique jewelry and arriving trends to stay ahead of the fashion curve. You'll hear what inspires the jewelers and designers I feature to create outside the jewelry box. As a graduate gemologist and your host, I'll guide you with insider tips on how to shop for, design, and care for your jewelry with confidence. To keep updated on weekly jewelry discoveries, subscribe for your Jewelry Navigator passport at jewelrynavigator.com. You can find show notes and weekly features here as well, and find daily departures for jewelry inspiration on Instagram and Facebook at Jewelry Navigator. Thank you so much for joining me and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to the 20th episode of the Jewelry Navigator podcast. Today's guest is Julie Bishop, creator and designer behind not just one designer jewelry business, but two, Jewelers Row and Catherine and Josephine. To help celebrate the 20th episode and bring some extra sparkle to back to school, I have a very special announcement for a back-to-school jewel giveaway, which I'll share with you shortly. Jewelers Row started as a blog and a way to explore multiple areas of jewelry design. With bench metalsmithing and design experience, Julie understands the processes from concept to jewelry. As her career evolved, she's gained more hands-on experience from behind the scenes as well as from the boutique counter, assisting clients with custom designs. Using the concept of the variety one finds in a jewelry district, along with her name, Jewelers Row is a line of jewelry art, both wearable and decorative, for yourself and your home. The jewelry of Jewelers Row is sterling silver and yellow gold verme over sterling silver, accented with linear and geometric black and white enamel detail, set with rose-cut white topaz gemstones, black onyx, and freshwater pearls. Jewelers Row home decor line grew out of an innovative solution to Julie's desire to have jewelry wall art and decorative accessories. Unable to find just what she wanted, she created a line of wall art and home decor items created and designed between she and her mother, Amy. The two collaborate on designs, then Amy hand sketches and accents the details with watercolors, the antique jewelry and tiaras and gemstones featured on Jewelers Row home decor items. The artwork is then transferred to canvas wall art tote bags, accent pillows, wallpaper, and paper prints. Julie's other line, Catherine and Josephine, is a line of vintage-inspired jewelry designs which connect antique style with a relevant update for today and for years to come. Keep listening, and once we reach our cruising altitude, I'll be back to serve up the details of a very special giveaway for some cool jewels to celebrate back to school. Thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. Well, I can't wait to hear your story. I I don't know much of anything else except that I love your jewelry. And I can't wait to hear about how and why you started two jewelry companies. So just tell me a little bit about yourself. 
So I, um, I grew up in California and, um, on a whim when deciding like where to go for college, I applied for, I applied to Purdue, which is in, um, West Lafayette, Indiana. And my mom and grandfather had gone there. Um, so I kind of made like a little leap of faith and, um, decided to go there, not really knowing anyone. I started, um, with an internship program at Nordstrom's and was placed in fashion jewelry and knew I had always loved jewelry. The next summer I interned with, um, a jeweler in Chicago named Whitney Abrams, Mm -hmm. who actually went on to become my, um, my boss after I graduated. I worked for her, um, for about a year and a half um, after I got out of school. And during my time at Purdue, I had taken metalsmithing classes and enameling classes. So I had a little experience at the bench. And then when I graduated and I worked for Whitney, I had my own bench there and I could help with um, designing, making some pieces, learning just a lot from her. She took me to Tucson for the first time. And I also worked like on the floor. We had a real small little boutique store selling mostly her designs and then a couple other um, goldsmiths from around the country. I met my husband, uh, now husband, while I was there, and he was living in Indianapolis and just started law school. So it made more sense for me to move to Indy rather than him to switch schools and go to Chicago. So I moved to Indianapolis and... Um, started working for a company called G-Thrap Jewelers mm-hmm. and G-Thrap had a great reputation for custom and I had had experience doing that at Whitney's. I worked there for over three years in sales and helping with buying and it was nice because I came from such a small little kind of boutique store. It was a good kind of different take of the industry. During my time in Chicago, when I was first working for Whitney, I had started my blog, Jewelers Row, um, kind of just as a way to learn more about the industry and connect with people. Mm-hmm. I left G-Thrap after about three plus years, knowing I wanted to do something a little different within the industry and worked, continued working on my blog at that point, And then also started working on Catherine and Josephine mm-hmm. uh, and it was something I knew I had always kind of wanted to do. Um, and while my husband was in law school, in the evenings he would study and I would draw. So I kind of had been like kind of sketching ideas for years. And then I finally had the opportunity to quit my job and start working on it. So that was pretty exciting. And Jewelers Row has kind of just transitioned within the time of having it more towards like products and less about the blog. Mm-hmm. Uh, through the artwork that I work on with my mom. Um, we come up with ideas and then she paints them. And um, then from like having the artwork, we wanted to print it on, you know, canvas to make tote bags and pillows and wallpaper. And it just kind of um, expanded from there. And then I also wanted to include some jewelry within the, like under the collection that was price point friendly but would also like pair really well with like fine jewelry. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that's how most people do wear, you know, their pieces. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, I've always loved costume jewelry. And I think, I don't know if I really consider the jeweler's row pieces costume cause it is silver. Um, but it's a nice way to not, you know, have such a crazy expensive piece. 
Right. And they look so wonderful. Now, do you do all the enameling yourself? I do not. I work with a company that does the enameling here. Um, so all the jewelry row pieces are made in the U.S. Yay, um, I love that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so is uh, Catherine and Josephine, too, with the exception of our satin straps. Those are made in France for us. So, but okay. we've got, I work with some jewelers in Indianapolis and then also L.A. for Catherine and Josephine. Okay. Oh, I'm so excited about that. I didn't know that your jewelry was made in New York, so that's really exciting. And definitely... Oh, um, well, Indianapolis and, and L.A. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. And then Jewelers Row is made in Kentucky. Okay. So the home decor, everything's still printed here, um, whether it's on paper, canvas, wallpaper, uh-huh. all that kind of thing. Okay. All right. Um, well... If anybody hasn't seen Julie's Jewelers Row items, they're fantastic. And I love the wallpaper. (laughs) I would do my whole house in that, but I don't think my family would agree with that. (laughs) Um, I just love that. And I think it would be definitely something I'm going to have to think about. Now that we've reached our cruising altitude, I have a special giveaway announcement as a special treat for back to school and to help you carry your jewels to school and deck out a dorm or study room with jewelry, Julie and I are doing a Jewelers Row giveaway for not one, but two Jewelers Row items. The first one is a double-sided heavy cotton twill tote bag with belting straps with a cushion-cut diamond sketched in pencil, then painted in watercolor, printed on cotton material that allows you to sparkle as you return to school or wherever you go. The bag measures 16 and a quarter inches by 15 inches, and the diamond was painted by Julie's mother, Amy, and has a retail value of $145. The second giveaway gift and back to school jewel is a canvas print of an opal layout rendering sketched in pencil, painted in watercolor on 140 pound paper, then transferred to canvas. The opal layout was designed by Julie and painted by Julie's mom, Amy. The wrapped canvas is 12 by 12 inches by three quarters inch deep with hanging wire on the back. And that is also $145 retail value. I originally had the giveaway scheduled for today, but wanted to give you all more time and chances to win. So to enter to win either the cushion cut diamond tote or the opal layout rendering canvas print, you'll want to follow both myself, Jewelry Navigator, and Jewelers Row on Instagram or Facebook, and that's at Jewelry Navigator and at Jewelers Row. Tag three friends and include the hashtag, hashtag Jewelers Row Giveaway. So you and your friends have a chance to win either the diamond tote bag or a jeweled oval canvas print, both perfect for a stylist return to school or to add more sparkle to any office or study area. I'll announce the winner on the next week's podcast, and you have until Sunday, August 12th to enter. 
I'm so excited to be sharing Julie's story and her unique jewelry, home decor items, and jewelry with you, and I'm grateful for her generous participation in my very first giveaway. Thanks a lot, and good luck. So go back and tell me about how your mom is involved in it. She she does the painting? Yeah, for... Jewelers Row, um, we at one point when I had left GThrap and was just starting to work on Catherine and Josephine, um, shared an office space. And she has, um, she's an interior designer and an artist and always been very creative and inspired us to be very creative, my sister and I, when we were growing up. And we... I wanted some jewelry, like art for like my office at home. And there was just nothing that I could find. Mm -hmm. So we decided to come up with some designs and then she would, she painted them for me. So I came up with the designs and then she would, um, sketch them in pencil, paint them in watercolor. And, um, we offer them on paper as paper prints or as canvas. And then we also do sell the originals and then, that art is what we take and put into the wallpaper. Okay. So it's, it's I was so excited when I found <laughs> when I found your home decor things. Um, it's just really it must be so much fun to make them. I think one of my favorites is the tiara pillow. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So now tell me a little bit about Catherine and Josephine. So my sister and I started the business together, and she doesn't have much background in jewelry. Um, she is actually in the film industry and lives in Los Angeles, uh, but the company is after our grandmother's names, and we had always kind of wanted to work together um, as we were growing up, and my dad's a small business owner, so we were kind of you know, inspired to want to do something ourselves. Mm -hmm. She would handle more of kind of like the back end side of things for us in the beginning. And we did kind of come to a conclusion at the end of last year that we were better as siblings and not so much as business partners. Uh So I actually have taken over the business myself and she has gone on to, she's working on a Netflix show currently. So she's pretty busy. (laughs) Um, It really started with the collection of the straps. I just, I think satin is so beautiful. And so it took me a long time to find someone to make me these bands that look kind of like a watch band and they're made out of either fine satin or techno satin. Like I said, they're made in France. And then the idea was you could either purchase a slide or a couple slides as your focal point, or you could do like a diamond or gemstone buckle. Mm -hmm. We also sell a plain buckle. So if you wanted to get a slide and that was like your focal point, then you would just get a plain buckle. And the slides come on and off at home. So you could get a couple color straps and change out your color Mm -hmm. to kind of give you a different look. And then one night was playing with the concept of like having a double wrap. I was like, oh, maybe that would work as a choker. And oddly enough, it does fit your neck for most people. So our double wrap straps can be worn as wrap bracelets or chokers. And we've just kind of expanded the collection of the elements that go within that series. And then I absolutely adore bracelets. I love to stack them. You you don't often see me without like at least three on each wrist. Um, <laughs> typically it's more like five or seven. Oh. So um, there's a lot of bracelets within the collection. And I 
try to kind of think about how if I were purchasing something, we do mostly 14 karat gold, but for cuff bracelets that are white metal, we offer sterling silver mm -hmm. just because of a price point. It's so much, it's so nice to have that option. If you're someone who likes white, but you don't want to pay, you know, a couple thousand dollars for a bracelet. So, but we, so we mix in a little bit of that. And the other big part of our collection was the skyline cuffs that we do mm -hmm. uh, for different cities throughout the world. And we are kind of adding cities all the time and they're hand engraved by a, a gentleman in Chicago. And then we finish and set the diamonds in Indianapolis. So it's cool because it's all done by hand, which is kind of rare nowadays. And it seems like engraving is a little bit of a dying art, but I just think it's so truly incredible. Mm -hmm. So the, each one is hand engraved? Yes, for the skyline. Oh, so wow. with the cuffs, I, I go through and I choose all the buildings for the city that are kind of iconic of the skyline. And then I try to keep it as true to height as possible within the 12 millimeter allowance of the cuff. Uh -huh. But there's sometimes it might be a little fudge just because 12 millimeters isn't a ton to work with and some buildings are extremely tall comparatively to others but it's as accurate as can be and then um, he engraves from those drawings and each cuff has a little symbol on the end of the bracelet that represents the city and then the city name is engraved on the inside that is so cool. I'm kind of cruising over your site right now. I love the city line cuffs. I, when I saw those, I was so excited. And I wondered what your connection to Indianapolis was, because I noticed that one of the cities that you have a cuff for is Indianapolis. That was actually one of my favorite cities to lay over in. I think it's a beautiful city. That's good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a neat city. So what cities do you have that might you might be doing cuffs for in the future? We will have a Houston coming up on the website soon. I want to add, um, I've been working on San Francisco, Dallas, Atlanta, Los Angeles, St. Louis, Washington, D.C., mm -hmm. Nashville, Seattle, Philadelphia, Detroit, so just Boston, just kind of slowly kind of working through. And they are, they're fun to work on, but you really, you have to do your research on the city. So uh -huh. they do, they are kind of time consuming. And I never wanted just to like throw them all out there at once, you know, cause they, they're a little bit of a labor of love. Mm. And so it's mm. been fun kind of just adding to the collection of cities. And I have people who've contacted me for a city that we may not have done yet, but we you know we're happy to mock one up and get their approval if they want to go ahead and have one made so oh cool so you will do like a custom cuff for a city that's requested that might not be as popular as the bigger yeah. cities oh nice Definitely. okay yeah. I have one in mind I'll have to um talk to you about it later we are happy to do like for the most part anything custom within uh Catherine and Josephine or really Jewelers Row for that point because I worked for such a long time doing custom projects that I would feel weird not allowing someone to, you know, make a little modification. And people like to be a part of the process of their jewelry, I think. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what's great about custom is the client then feels like they have a greater part of the process of making it, kind of. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's really nice that you 
give that allowance for people to be able to have that kind of freedom. One of my favorite bracelets, well, I like uh, so many of them, but one that really caught my attention because it is an unusual stone and people don't see it very much is the spinel in ruby, the scallop deco bracelet. Mm-hmm. That's so pretty. And I, I so appreciate that you use some unique gemstones and I love being able to share with people just some different things that they don't normally see like in the jewelry stores. Yes, I know. I I was kind of introduced to Spinel through my um, old boss, Whitney Abrams, and um, I've always loved that pink. I just think it's so pretty. And then with the, like, you know, bright rubies next to it, I think it's just really striking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I bought that stone. I wasn't sure what I was going to do with it. And then um, the idea of the design kind of came to me, and I was like, oh, this is just perfect. <laughs> and it's nice to see something that's not just, like, you know, what you see you know, every store you go into. Right. It really is. So that bracelet in particular, that's one of a kind. Is that right? Yes, that one. Mm -hmm. Okay. What are some of your favorite pieces between the two lines? So I, I do love the kind of like diamond buckle and strap combos of wearing those two bracelets together. And I love the double wrap straps that we do and just the versatility between colors from the straps. I also loved our, I love our hinge bracelets within um, Jewelers Row. Mm-hmm. The, there's one with stripes and just a single stone in the center with a rose cut white topaz. And I just, I think it's just elegant, pretty, um, and easy to wear. One of the other necklaces I love, and I've had a hard time photographing it for social media ever, is... We have a big, um, high polished like orb necklace or ball, mm-hmm. um, that has bright cut stars in it for Catherine and Josephine. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I go to take a photo of it, all I see is myself and the reflection of the, <laughs> cause it's high polished. So I, I love it, but I can't take a good photo of it. I think it's just awesome. And the, the cutting of the stars is, is all done by hand and it's like absolutely perfect. And then we started doing these like 3d sun, moon and stars necklace on like a black cord or a yellow gold chain. And that one we sold pretty quickly the first one we did. And I'm making the second one right now. And I just, I love it. The main pendant portion of it is pretty heavy, but I think a lot of people would maybe have like skimped a little bit on the gold, Mm -hmm. but I think the weight of it, like is, you know, one of the coolest things about it. It just feels so good. And you know, you've got it on. Right. Right. I think that is something that people are learning to appreciate to be able to tell the difference between something that's well-made and substantial or something that is made for the purpose of cutting corners, which, you know, mm-hmm. is okay if that's what you need to do, but there's going to be a difference in how it feels and ultimately how it lasts. And I love that you have such a, a wide range and multifaceted experience in the whole industry. I mean, you've seen from every angle the, the business from the very beginning of your career all the way to being able to have two jewelry businesses. So I think that's really special and unique about you. Some people know about it. Some people don't. Is I do work really closely with Petite G Jewelers that is in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. And they are a newer jewelry store, just two years old. And it's a boutique jewelry store that does bridal, estate, custom. They do a big repair business. And they're... The new owner there is the old buyer from GThrap, who I worked closely with. And she created just a new store after 
G-Thrap, the owner, retired, and he closed down his business. And then she created a new store in the same location. And they sell Catherine and Josephine and Jewelers Row there, jewelry. And then they have a bunch of the Jewelers Row prints up on the wall of the different diamond shapes with the names, which is really great because it helps educate clients when they're coming in to look at bridal for the first time. And they also have our anatomy of a diamond up. And that's very helpful, too, when you're talking to someone about diamonds. So I spent, do spend two days a week there and help with the buying and sales and everything. And it's fun because I worked in sales for so long and I like interacting with people mm-hmm. that it gives me kind of that opportunity. So, yeah, definitely. I love how they've used your, your artwork to be able to have visuals for people for the shapes of the stones and basically what they look like. That's really neat. Having them up on the wall is, I mean, they look beautiful, but they really do help, you know, teach clients what the shapes are and they can kind of see like, oh, we've got a radiant next to an emerald cut, you know, Mm -hmm. an emerald cut, like facet patterns different and emerald cuts going to be a little, you know, longer proportions. The one other thing I would say is I definitely, I have huge love for estate jewelry. So that's definitely, I think will shows a little bit within my designs. I love Victorian, excuse me, and art deco jewelry. I love just like the detail of mill grain and I try to keep things using like the technology that's here now, but also, you know, we bright cut a lot of our stones and don't just put the star cut out within the CAD. It's all done by hand after. Mm -hmm. So more of like how it would have been done back in the day. Okay. Oh, I really appreciate that. I like to ask all the jewelers and designers if they had some advice to give to someone who wanted to start either whether they're starting new or just out of design school or even as a second career, what kind of advice would you give somebody who might want to start their own design line? I think just like the more experience you could have within the industry and learning the kind of backsides of a business. Mm-hmm. Um, is definitely very helpful. I feel like I got kind of, there was a lot of transparency of where I worked of like understanding cost and markup. And, and I think, you know, having a group of friends you could talk to within like the kind of starting a business, whether just entrepreneurial can be really helpful, whether it be jewelry or not, just like a good support system around you. I think is very helpful. Like my husband is wonderful and so is all of our family just to kind of keep you going because it does definitely take a lot longer more energy more money than I think even if you have the best business plan outline than Mm -hmm. you realize Mm -hmm. so I am so glad I have done what I have done because I I love designing and seeing a piece come to fruition it like is like Christmas every time Mm -hmm. something new finishes up so um I also think sometimes you just have to be a little tough and that could be one of my things. I'm not always the toughest person, but I think I'm getting there. Yeah. Yeah. It's that that's hard, especially because jewelry is an emotional thing from both sides, from the creator Mm -hmm. and the recipient or whoever is designing it. Well, I really enjoyed. Thank you so much for taking time with me. I, I so appreciate it. And I loved getting to hear your voice and getting to know more about you And um, 
like I said, I, I love that you have a much more a wider grasp of the business and, and the design and the stones and everything. Well, thank you. And thank you so much. I mean, I so appreciate like you taking the time and all right, Julie, thank you so much. Have a good night. Thanks. All right, Julie, take care. Bye. And bye. A great big thank you and lots of gratitude to Julie Bishop and Jewelers Row for participating in my very first giveaway and a back to school celebration as well as celebrating the 20th episode of the Jewelry Navigator podcast. I hope that you'll head on over to Instagram or Facebook and be sure you enter to win either for the cushion cut diamond tote bag or the opal rendering canvas print that she makes from her line of home decor items of Jewelers Row. And once again, you'll want to tag three people, follow both myself and Julie at Jewelers Row, and include the hashtag Jewelers Row Giveaway. Thanks a lot, and I can't wait to announce who wins next week. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.